Hello, Molo, Sawbona, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Durban. We are part of a global family of churches with a purpose to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You can find us in big cities like London, New York, Paris, and Joburg. You can also find us in nations like Bangladesh, Botswana, China, and even Hawaii. In Durban, we have a local vision of being a healthy church that starts other healthy churches. Our mission is reach, disciple, impact. We want to reach every person, every campus, and every nation. Join this mission to honor God and advance His kingdom. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Father, we thank you. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Something is happening here. Matters of the heart. Uh, there are those times where you just feel like screaming. You know, so we praise God for that. Uh, good morning, church. Uh, good morning, good morning. Molweni uh, Betuna. Uh, yeah, so those for those who do not know me, uh, Pastor Wayne knows me as Sobs and Travis and uh, Brad and Andre. Yeah, they know me as Sobs, but the rest of you know me as Sonwabise. Yes, yeah, I'm twice my surname. I'm from Mtata, and yeah, I'm married to one wife. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, I, I still need to meet with the Zulus. I don't know how they do it. How they have more than two wives, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to have that interview one day, but I'm happily married. Hallelujah. I've got two kids, Alona and Olua, so we thank God. And uh, in, in our midst, my mother is here and my two sisters. I'd like for you to say hi. Just wave, Mama Voya and Elisa. They are here. Yeah, they are here visiting us. Uh, so you can imagine, Women's Day is on. Hallelujah. Yeah. So me and Alona have a lot of hosting after this service and tomorrow. Amen. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, we, we thank God. You know, um, we thank God. You, you know, when, when we pray, one of the best ways of prayer is you come to God with thanksgiving. That Father, thank you for today. And, and you start there. Many authors... Start with thanksgiving. And so we thank God for today. Hallelujah. We thank God for what he has done. Hallelujah. We thank God for what he is about to do. Amen. We thank God for what he did through the life of Ukarabo. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We are so grateful. You know, as grieving as we are, but we come with thanksgiving. Why do we do that? We do that because it is the will of God. Hallelujah. The, the, there's a passage in Thessalonians that says, come in thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. But you come to God like, Lord, thank you. But Lord, it's painful. But Lord, thank you. You know, you start there. You offer gratitude. So this morning, we give thanks to God for what he's doing in our midst. Hallelujah. We thank God for the cabinet reshuffle. Hallelujah. Anyone thanking God there? We still have to thank God there. Amen. You know, we, we, we thank God that we've got leaders who make decisions to reshuffle. I'm not sure how Andre feels about that, but I know right now the word says give thanks to God. Hallelujah. So, so because of the word, 
we give thanks to God. Amen. Amen. So last week, Pastor Wayne was preaching. So, and he, he emphasized a lot on repentance and the state of our nation. You know, and uh, guys, you know what? Um, we, we, we really need to thank God for our pastor. Amen. Because uh, he hears God on our behalf most of the time, if not all the time. Amen. And he, and, and he discerns that and he chooses what is best for us to eat at that time. And uh, Pastor Wayne, I just want to honor you for that. Uh, because we're supposed to start this series last week. But it was laid in his heart that can we address our hearts first. Where are we as a nation so that we don't just move. And this is the heart of today's sermon. That are we discerning? You know, are we listening to what God is saying we must do right now? I'm also reminded of last year, Pastor, when you did this thing again. I, I see your tendencies in Fundis. Um, la, la, last year, we're in lockdown and for the first time, and the church is about to open, and we're all looking forward to go to church. And then our Fundis, hallelujah, he says, no, God is saying we shouldn't go. I'm like, what? How can God say don't go to church? You know, but the point is, he was saying, now is not the time. Let us continue. We will do services online and we will meet at some point later within the month. And at that time, many churches were attending and, oh, our beloved church was still online. And why am I saying this? There is peace that surpasses all understanding when we discern the will of God. Hallelujah. And that's the heart of today's sermon, that are we discerning the will of God? Are we discerning the will of God? Have we discerned what happened yesterday? That, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to grieve, Lord? You know, there's a way the world knows how to grieve, but there's a way the Lord wants us to grieve, and that is in him, under his wings, on on his feet. Are we doing that? Are we discerning that, Lord, this is how I should be grieving? So that's what we're going after to this morning, church. So brace yourselves. So Pastor Wayne touched on repentance. He touched on bringing the kingdom of God here. You know, and he made a nice illustration here. I think it was Sandile, or I think it was Sandile, where God is continually, continuously maintaining his base. He is still the same God yesterday. But most of the time, we, we, we miss that. And we walk away. And I'm trying to be as white as he was last week. So he did something like this. And then you are here. And then God is walking up and down here. Jesus is walking up and down. And he's still maintaining the same pace. You know, and then his grace allows us to still come to him and continue where he was, where he left us. Amen. And that, is, and that was the heart for last week. That Mazalwane, even if we are to miss the will of God, even if we are to miss his voice, even if we are to lose heart, he is still waiting for us. Hallelujah. He is still there saying, come, cast your burdens unto me. It's okay, come. You know, he's not going to ask you, but why you didn't do that? Why have you taken so long? Because that is the grace of God. Amen. So that's what Pastor Wayne touched on uh, last week. So we continue from there. We continue from there. And I think... One of the questions that uh, I want us to start, start asking ourselves, church, is what is coming out of you when you're in an uncomfortable situation? What comes out? You know, what comes out 
Is it what God has deposited to you? Or is it what the enemy is whispering to you? Bazalwane, Usatana, there's only one way he works. He whispers. He whispers. That's all he works. We saw that in the, in, 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 in the Garden of Eden. He whispers to the ear. Did God say that? What if you don't do this? What if you don't do this? So, what is coming out? Do you run to God and say, Lord, here is my heart. Help me. Or do you isolate yourself? What do you do when you are under pressure? Pastor Wayne touched on that as well again last week. Uh, he made an example of a toothpaste. That what comes out when you've been pressed? You know, uh, what has come out of you from the cabinet reshuffle? You know, it's been, it's been hitting the news a lot uh, up, until yes, up until this morning. And what is coming out of you? You are a Christian, you are a Mzalwane, you love the Lord. What is coming out? And is, is, is prayer coming out? That Lord, let your will be done. I speak to that minister in the name of Jesus. That he will encounter you. He will know you. Or are you like the world? We are in trouble. I don't know what is happening. What comes out? You know, and that's what we're going for, church. So I think apart from that, I, I, I want us to know, Bazalwane, that we are destined for greatness. Hallelujah. We are destined for success, Betuna. We are destined for prosperity. You know, I'm reminded of the 4x4 users. I'm not picking on you, Uncle Malcolm. Um, we have another 4x4 in the house now. Hallelujah. Uh, but I, I am reminded of 4x4 users. You would have a 4x4 and you wouldn't go off-road. I don't say you didn't go, Uncle Malcolm, but you won't go off-road. You know, it's just an example that I'm making. Yet you have a 4x4. You know, some of us have got cars that have got a sport button and we've never used that sport. Yet that car is meant for that sport to be used. You know, some of us have got cruise control. Amen. There's a time where you have to use that cruise control and just lay back and just allow the car to move. Amen. And some of us, fortunately, for those who are still walking and running, hallelujah, we, we need to decide. We have a decision to make which pace you walk on, which pace you run on. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so there's a decision to be made. And the point of the matter is we've got this greatness in us that allows us to determine what should I do now. When you go up that hill and you're a runner, how do you run? What pace do you use? When you go down, I remember when I first started running, every time I saw a down, uh, a down slope, I would run so fast. Little did I know I was hurting my knees. And I, I, was, I was hurting my bones inside. And having ran with lots of people, now you know. You just take it easy when you go down. So the point of the matter is we are destined for greatness. There's so much ability in us, but as Christians, we are not using it. Why? Why, church? Why? Why are we not using it? Why are we not going off-road? Why are we scared when we are off-road? I remember we went to men's camp at some point with Pastor Wayne. And fortunately, at that time, uh, I, I had a Hilux at that time, and Pastor Wayne was driving behind me with his nice, small family car with a low suspension. And he was behind me, and I was driving on his pace on a gravel road. And he calls me. He's like, hey, Wena, Hamba, that's a 4 by 4 move. You know, and how many of us are doing that, church? How many of us are doing that? 
how many of us have got this capacity in us, but we're not using it? And by the time we're done today, we're going to use it. Hallelujah. We are starting a new series, church. And what is hitting us the most is the mind. We are starting a series today that we call Winning the War in the Mind. And that's where it all starts. You hear the sermon today. You do it 100% after church. Hallelujah. 50% tomorrow. 30% on Tuesday. Fortunately, you go to prayer on Wednesday. Fortunately, you go to connect group on Thursday. You are reminded of the word. Then you pick up again on Thursday. You pick up again on Thursday. You start to do it. 80% refill. You do it. Friday, you're doing it. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. There's a theme. Thank God it's Friday. You do the word again on Friday. Saturday, boom. You are nowhere to find from the word. Where's the word? Thank God Sunday is coming. You pumped up again. Like, right? Tomorrow you're not okay. Yet the word was saying, the greater is you than the one in the world. Yet the word last week Sunday was saying, what happens when you are squeezed? Now the reshuffle happens. Yo, Jesus, investors are leaving. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You hear the headlines. There's a court next week. And the next thing you are like, yo, Lord, will looting happen again? Will we be in unrest again? Zalwani, what is coming out of you? What is God saying in you when you hear those news? So, Basalani, we, we, we cannot leave Ubom like people who do not know God. We can't live like we don't know God. And it is so easy, church. Look, uh, this sermon is speaking to me more than probably speaking to you. We cannot live like we're not, we, we don't know God. We, we, we are trusting God for a home, and we saw the home, and we are, we are praying for it. And we, we, we saw a verse in the Bible that says, Whatever you ask in my name, whatever, it's not specific what, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. And I was just blown away again, afresh, that your Tito Elizri, you once said this word to me last year. Now, here it is coming up again. So, now we are trusting God with that word. So, there's no panic, there's no anxiety. There is peace that surpasses all understanding. And that is the life we are destined to live, church. We are destined to live a peaceful life. When the world is at unrest, we are saying, peace be with you. We say, how can I help you? How can we reach out? That's what we say. We don't panic. Hallelujah. So uh, this, is, this is a moment of you being strengthened and of you being reminded of who you are and what you are made of. Amen. Mark 11:23 says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true, Father. Right now, Lord. That speak to us. Let our hearts be revealed to you, Father. And heal our hearts. Work in our hearts. Transform us in the name of Jesus. Church, we are starting a series, as I was saying. It's titled Winning the War in the Mind. We're going to be doing this series for the next four Sundays. 
And the, the middle two Sundays are going to help you understand why do you hear the word today and on Friday you can't see the word in your life. It happens, church. It happens to the most of us. And it is time to say, no, enough is enough. We want to be Christians who, who, whose leaves do not wither. We want to be Christians who are like a tree planted along the river banks. We want to be Christians that in every season, Jermaine, we prosper. In every season that is meant for us, we produce fruit. Amen. That is what we're heading for, church. Mark, uh, Matthew 21, 22 says, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So, but why do we know this today? Still tomorrow, we don't come first thing to prayer. Church, I want to encourage you. The prayers that are happening, man, I, I, I never, I, I thought, I, I, thought I'd gr- I outgrown prayer until we started revival again. You, you, you know, so you, you, you think that, no, I've been praying, I know how God works. You just come and you pray and you go. You come, you pray and you go. But man, my life has been changed again, over and over again. It's like the more you come to God, the more he reveals more of who he is to us. So, are we ready to win the war in the mind? Are we ready to realize that there is greatness in us that wants to come out? Are we ready, Pilil? Are we ready? And that's the question I want us to ask ourselves this morning. Because I can tell you, the will of God is good. Say good. The will of God is pleasing. Say pleasing. The will of God is perfect. Say perfect. Amen. We, we were in a, in a church leaders meeting at some point uh, this past week. And Dr. Bablanga, this is what he said. He said, I can't speak much on this matter until I see God and I hear what he says about it because I do not want to speak as Ulang but I want God to speak yet what we're talking about was godly now what I want to show you here there are things that will be presented to your life that look godly that are godly but it is not your time Remember I said we're going to be discerning the will of God. That's what we're after. But it is not your time or it is not what you're supposed to be doing at that time. And to bring you to the context of the conversation, we're talking about prayer. How we should be doing prayer. When, etc., etc. And of course, we are a diverse nation. We have many views. But at the end of the day, Jesus is Lord. And this is what he says. What is God saying? So, if, if we can see things in the Bible that are biblical and do them. Yet God is saying, not now, Dana. Do we pause to ask God that, Lord, what do you want to do? Yes, we know that prayer is good. Yes, we know that serving is good. Yes, we know that giving is good. But are you supposed to be giving that now? Are you supposed to be there now? What is God saying? Are you discerning God in your heart? There's a friend of mine in uh, East London. He recently relocated. Uh, he's now working in East London. It's been two months he's been there. So I call him and I ask him. So before he got employed, he gave the people who recruited him a hard time. He wanted more than what he was earning, and he had many demands. And for me, I was like, yo, I would never have went that far. 
You know, so he went that far, praise the Lord. He loves the Lord a lot. So he goes that far because he understood what he was worth and he knew that what, what he was capable of when he got there. So I call him and I ask him, Tina. So I ask him, I'm like, Chap, are you meeting the expectations of the people that recruited you? Because, hey, man, you gave them a hard time. You know, so if you give people a hard time, the expectation is, show us, okay, you are here now. We've given you what you wanted. Now show us. You know? So this is how he responded. He said to me, Sobs, uh, I, I want to read exactly what he said. So he said, I am not going to rush. I am in a settling phase. Say settling phase. And I don't want to rush this phase. God recruited me and not them. As a result, I'm at peace because of that. Are you with me? Are you following this story? Bazalwane, you can be recruited like me. Last year, I was recruited in a new department. You get there, you are so excited, you want to show off, you've been doing this thing for 10 years, and the next thing, you're like, hey, change that, change that. In the process, you ban people. In the process, you ban yourself. Yet God is saying, take it easy. Calm down. Let's start bit by bit. Get to know people first. And then after that, implement this one. So that's what he said to me. And I thought that was a very profound thing to have. Because it is so easy. You just got the new Asics running shoes. And man, you hit the road. And you want to be like Utina. You want to be like Utando. You want to be all like all these runners in the church. You want to finish 5 kilometers in 30 minutes. But your body can't. And the next thing you burn out, the next thing you have injuries like me, the next thing you are seeing biokinetics after that, because when you did not listen to God. There's, there's someone laughing who bought an Apple Watch, but I'm not going to mention their name. And now the Apple Watch is paying itself. You know, but, but anyway, uh, the point of the matter, church, is doors are opening for us. And it is important for us as a church that we discern the will of God. That, Lord, how do you want me to do this? There's unrest, Lord. What do you want me to do as a, as, as a, a Tegwini municipality a, a employee? What do you want me to do, Lord, as a business? What do you want me to do, Lord, as a community uh, person in that area? Yes, I see, I see Owen, they are, they are giving, they're there, but what do you want me to do? Just because when he's giving doesn't mean now I must give. Hey, my wife taught me that the very hard way. You know, but just because you can do that doesn't mean I must also do that. What is God saying to you in that season, in that space? Amen, Bazalwan. I want to see your hands raised on this one. I'm going to be asking you some questions. Have you ever panicked or become impatient and as a result... You reacted from that place of panic or that place of impatience. After that, you wish you had kept quiet. Have you ever done that? Okay, I'm seeing mostly men doing husbands. Yeah. Okay, let, let, let's see other hands if they will come up. Have you ever not wanted to visit someone or host someone and then you go, you know, let me just go, you know? Because I've been getting this invite all the time, or I've been refusing to host all the time. 
You then decide to do it. And then, wow, you are blessed. Have you ever done that? Okay. Let's keep going. I want to see Uncle Malcolm, where will he raise his hand? Okay. Let's keep going. Have you ever, have you ever had to correct someone? Have you ever had to correct someone and realize that, yo, it was a wrong time to correct this person? We probably have all done that. Okay. Andre is still keeping his hand down. Let's keep going. Have you ever, have you ever responded in sympathy? And actually, empathy is required. And you're like, yo, you've just made things worse. Have you ever done that? We all go through this life, eh? The last one. If Andre, you don't raise your hand, you are giving up, okay? Have you ever worked hard and then you don't see the money? Like, beep, that, it's gone. <laughs> and then come, if it was payday on Saturday, you back to work on Monday, you have no money. You have enough, just, just, amen. Have you ever been there? Bazalwane, I think what I'm trying to say, we are not destined for that. You know, we are, we are not destined for life. This is not the life that we are destined to live. We may laugh about it. We may make jokes about it. It is funny, of course, but that's not our portion. That is not the life that God wants us to live. God would be busy preparing the table for us, Bazalwane, Kanditina, we are interfering with his plan. Why? Because we are not discerning. We are not discerning his will. God is busy, Psalm 23, you up. Ask Psalm 23, preparing the table before your enemies. What are they doing? You mess up with God's plan. Sometimes, he's Romans 8, 28 in your life. Romans 8, 20 says, all things work together for the good. Everything. God causes it to work for your good. So everything is messed up. And God is causing it to work What are you doing? And God is busy setting it up. So when we don't discern church, we, we, we mess up with God's plans for our lives. The next thing you wonder, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? Why did he get promoted? Why did I not get promoted? Why did he get the job? Why did I not get the job? Why is his business prospering? Why is not my business not prospering? Yet you find that, man, you are interfering with the will of God. But there's grace. He is still walking slowly. And then he says, now that you've seen, come, come. What you have lost in 10 years, we will recover in 10 days. Hallelujah. So in the midst of that loss, he still says, come to me. And I will give you rest. Amen, Basalwan. So the point I'm trying to get you here, Utiko, I've learned this the hard way, church. I've learned this the hard way. And I, I heard a word, and the word was saying, I will prepare the table before your enemies. You will not prepare it. I will prepare it. But what do we do most of the time? We have all the bombs and the facts and the legal don'ts and the legal friends who are backing us up. I told me, this is how you must fight it. 
and then this is how you must do this. How and God is saying, I will prepare the table. Where now, don't prepare any table. He says, I will prepare the table before your enemies. We are called to a life of rest. We are called to a life of peace. We are called to a life of abundance. There is no way in the Bible where Utiko Atim Danam, you will work overtime every day. You will sleep at 11 p.m. and you wake up at 4 a.m. and go to work. We do that to ourselves. Yet God is saying, I will give you rest. You will be filled with peace that surpasses all understanding. I want us to look at a scripture very quickly. Something similar to what I'm talking about. It's in the book of uh, 2 Samuel 5.23. It says, So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. So David here is in a war, and he's inquiring of God. That Lord, how should I win? How should we do with this battle? And God speaks to him. God gives him a strategy. He says to him, do not go straight, but circle them. And that is how you are going to win this war. I want us to read Romans 12, chapter 2. This is where everything rests. The verse says, do not conform. Say, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say, then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So, if we are not transformed by the renewing of our minds, if we conform to the pattern of the world, we will not be able to discern the will of God. So you're wondering why it's so difficult to discern the will of God? We are conforming to the pattern of the world. They cry, we cry. Eh? They say, In translation, it says, God helps those who help themselves. They panic, we panic. They are scared, we become scared. And this verse says, I want to read another verse. It says, stop imitating the idols and opinions of the culture around you. This is your TPT version. But inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Oh, Hallelujah. Satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So because because church, our minds are not renewed. Because our minds are not transformed. We become tired. And then we say, my tired is tired. And then some of us are unfortunately in wrong relationships, wrong friendships. We get hurt. We become slaves of fear and we are in wrong places at the wrong time. Only because we have not allowed the word of God to transform us. We have not soaked ourselves enough in the word. So the next two, three Sundays, we're going to be expanding on that. 
how to ensure that your mind consistently remains transformed. How to make sure that your mind consistently remains renewed throughout. Bazalwane, it is coming to an end, Lendo. You leave Christianity this week, and when it's painful, you leave Christianity aside. Christianity is a lifestyle, and that's what we're going after this month. That how do we remain renewed? Even when hell breaks loose here, even if things go unplanned here, but we are able to say, Lord, Book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 24, 1-7. Here we see David is in the cave with Saul. And David has every opportunity uh, to kill Saul. And he doesn't. I want to read this verse to you. So it says here, he came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, now the men talking here, they are David's men. The passage is in 1 Samuel 24, 1 to 7. The men said to David, this is the day the Lord spoke of. When he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Now, this was a prophecy. This was a message that was received by David. Now, we know, all know the story of Saul. Saul is trying to kill David in this story. Saul has got 3,000 men. He's trying to kill David. Now, David has an opportunity to kill David. I mean, David has an opportunity to kill Saul. And the men he was with, they remind him of what was once said. And this is what was said, that I will give your enemy into your hands. Does it not look like Saul is given to his hands? Now, Saul is sleeping here. David is in the same cave, but Saul did not know that David was there. And the next thing, David has an opportunity to kill him. The men around him, oh, Sandile, Abba, no, 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 Tokozo, Balab, this is what they say. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is what David then says. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscious. Like, whoa, heaven lights up his mind. Of cutting, so he became conscious. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing. The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him. Why am I sharing this? Ebetun, did you know that you can be presented with a promotion at work, but it's not yours? Yo, moment of silence. Guys, the enemy knows what we want. The devil knows what we want. He knows what we need. You are praying for promotion. It's yours. You don't even have to go for interviews. It's yours. You're like, yo, Tito, you are presenting it to me. And it's not yours. Yo, Mazalwane. Oh, Lord, help our hearts. Lord, help us to listen to you. Lord, help us to seek your will and not our will. Do you know that you can be unemployed and you're looking for a job and the job is presented to you only to realize it's not yours. 
You pass everything else, but it's not yours. How do we know? How do we know that it's yours? Our minds need to be renewed so that we can process that, no, 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 this is not mine. We end up settling for less, yet there's greatness for us. We end up settling. Now, because you've settled for this job, which was not meant for you, the one that was meant for you, either it will probably wait or someone will catch it. Now, now go when you are here unhappy, 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 all the time, unhappy, and you had taken something that God did not destine for you. But I, I am here to charge us. I am here to say, let us seek the will of God for our lives. We are Christians. We are not destined for lack. We are destined for peace that surpasses all understanding. We were talking about vaccination at home. Hallelujah. So we, we, we had that chat. And in that conversation, we had different opinions. Uh, one, I won't say who, who, who's who, but one doesn't want to get vaccinated. One wants to get vaccinated. So I know you look at me and you think you know me. So I'll leave you assuming. So here's what happened in that conversation. By the time we, we were done with that conversation, we agreed. And thankfully, I was preparing this sermon. So I knew what we had to agree on. So I said, baby, let us go and discern the will of God. What is God saying? So that whatever God says, we know that we had God. We, we didn't hear people. We didn't hear SMSs. We were not filled with fear. But we know that whether we do it or not, God said, do it. Amen, Basalwan. So we are still praying. Uh, we haven't met uh, to review what is God saying to each other. And my prayer is that we will meet and we will have one voice. Hallelujah. There's a quote by Billy Graham that says, The will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. The will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. Ubablanga, before he was a doctor, he used to say, uh, Once it starts texting on you emotionally and physically, you must know that it's time for you to exit. You must know that you missed that point where you were told it's time to stop. And you are now continuing on your, on your own. The will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. Church, I do know that we all want to yield fruit in every season. And we all want to be like a tree where your leaves do not wither. And we all want to prosper. That I know for sure. And we are entitled to that. We are entitled to that. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with this example in the book of Genesis. We know the story of Joseph. Joseph is sold by his brothers. And he faces a lot of things where he's falsely arrested. But this is what he says to his brothers in Genesis 45. He says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph the one you sold in, in Egypt. Do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Hallelujah. Hey, 
Azalwane, there are things that are going to happen to us. And there are things that are happening right now. But I can assure you right now, those things are not there to fight the plans of God in your life. Those things, they are there so that the will of God in your life can prevail. And it is only at that point where we say, Tiko, what do you want to do, Lord? What type of fight is this? Should I calm people down? Or should we be logical? There are fights made to now where you don't even have to shout. There are fights where you have to walk away. Because it is not the time for you to even address that point. And this is what Joseph is saying here. A part of us would have said, Yo, after what you put me through, you tied me up, you did this to me, and now you want my help. So here we see that Joseph knew that it was the will of God. And we can see in his story that when it started, there's, there's no sign that he was fighting. There's no message that he was, he was unhappy, he wanted out in this thing, but we see him quiet throughout. And we see the results of that, that he becomes this big leader in this city, and this is what he says to his brothers, do not be distressed. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. But can we discern the will of God right now? Should I make that call? Should I not make that call? Should I rather text... Should I rather SMS? Should I rather send a voice note? But now we know the drama of WhatsApp, of being misinterpreted sometimes. And it is at that point where you discern that, Lord, what should I do? How should I reach out to this person? How should I reach out to this person bereaved? How should I do it, Lord? Should I go? Should I just get there and sit down and keep quiet? Should I prepare dinner for them? What should I do? Show me, Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. We all want to live a life filled with the will of God, church. And as, as, as we close, I want, I want to encourage us all that as we go into this week, can we start praying to God that Tito, reveal your plan to me. Can we start practicing that, Lord, before I make this decision, what is your will? What do you want me to do? Can we stop this thing of measuring ourselves against other people? Because he has a doctorate, that's why he's promoted. That's not how God functions. It's good that he's a doctor. He's good that he's a manager. He's good. It's good. But God doesn't function comparing against people. God functions by looking at your heart. And what he wants to do in your life. It is so easy to live in this competitive world. And for us to be like, okay, I, uh, if, if he has this car, I must also get this car. If he has this house, I must also get this house. Can we stop that, church? Can we stop that? Can we stop that? That, Lord, what is your will for my life? Can we stand? As I mentioned, over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be looking at how to ensure that we are continually discerning. That's what we're going after this week. You may receive this sermon heavy today and challenging,
but over the next couple of weeks it's going to become lighter and more easier because we are going to be looking at how does our mind affect us things we watch and things we listen to but what i want us to take home today is the importance of discerning the will of god that his will for us is good his will for us is pleasing his will for us is perfect can we pray today that lord difuna lord teach me to want your will lord help me to desire to want your will help me to want your will teach me father if you don't know the will of god teach me your will lord can we pray that lord work in my heart and remove anything that is not of you can we pray this week and ask god lord what are your plans for me can we do that church because once we ask that prayer we will see things being revealed to us things we have never imagined before we know the bible says greater is he in us than the one in the world some of us i we are in wrong places because we were not listening to god i'm one of those people i literally started a business at the wrong time i started a business at the wrong time and now i'm dealing with those consequences yes god said started but i know now it was a wrong time so i want to challenge us church as we close our eyes that can we look into our hearts this morning that people show your will to me show your plans to me am i in the right place lord if i am lord where am i now from what you said to me with our eyes closed i want us to start praying that prayer and ask yourself that question that people what is your will for me what is your will for me lord what is your plan for me father what do you want to do with me lord i am grieving father what do you want to do i don't know what tomorrow holds father what do you want to do can we come with a heart of surrender my studies father not doing well what do you want me to do lord must i cancel must i discontinue must i press on what am i missing father can we come to god in prayer right now and say lord show me in the name of jesus who should i be hosting who should i be visiting lord show me your will father i long for your will lord difune yakwintando ngosi i want to have peace that surpasses all understanding I am tired of not sleeping. I am tired of being anxious all the time. I am tired of always worrying, Father. Show me, Lord, what is your will? What is your will? What is your will? Father, I might lose my job, Father, what is your will? What do you want me to do? Must I leave the city, Lord? Where must I look for the job, Lord? Where must I send my CV? Who must I talk to, Father? show me your will father and church as we as, as we go i want to charge us with that prayer you may not hear god now 
But as we go, I I want you to start praying that prayer this week. Get someone to hold you accountable and start praying that prayer that, Lord, what are your plans for me? In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you the glory. Speak to us, Father, we are listening. We are attentive to your voice from now into this week, Lord. We've been seeking jobs, Father God. Nothing is opening, Lord. Why? Why is that happening, Lord? Show me, Lord. Why is that happening, Father? I've been seeking peace for my family all the time, Lord. What am I missing? Show me, Lord. Show me, Father God. I've been pushing this business, but I don't see customers coming in, Lord. Why, Lord, is this happening? Can we run to God this week, Father? Father, we are running to you this week. That you show us, Father. Lord, we prayed and prayed. Yet our friend is not here today. Why, Lord? Heal our hearts, Father. What must we do tomorrow, Lord? Can we run to God, church? And for him to show us his will. So, Lord, I bless everyone here this morning. In the name of Jesus. That, Lord, speak to them, Father. I silence every voice of the enemy. I silence every voice of this world. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that let everyone here, Lord, and those at home, that they hear your voice like they've never heard it before. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Church, we are done. Turn this over to you. Church, we are done. Let us go and uh, let us continue in this attitude. It won't happen overnight. It's going to take some practice. And practice, start practicing. Start practicing. Enjoy your week. Those who are at home, enjoy your week. And let us remember to continue to pray for the Makwapes. Hallelujah. Go well, church. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And let the Lord's face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and Zappa code. Have a safe and blessed week.